You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're tuning in. Uh, I have the my name is Tony Newsom. I have the privilege today to speak with you about one of my favorite Bible topics, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, He is incredible. Uh, one of the third parts of the Trinity, the third head of the Trinity, the Godhead. So you got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And when we look through the Scriptures, we see the Holy Spirit was there at the creation of Earth. He was hovering over the waters. One of the things that really just uh, recently pointed out to me in some of my Bible studies. And particularly in Job 26, verse 13, God says, by his spirit, he has garnished the heavens. So I had to look up that word garnished and he decorated, the Holy Spirit decorated the heavens. Imagine, you know, just making it beautiful. The Bible talks about it. Uh, the, the stars, the Milky Ways. Every time we look up, we drive and we see the clouds or rainbows or whatever. That's the Holy Spirit there. And, and he's been throughout the Bible in so many different ways. We see him in Luke at the talking to Mary uh, I mean, not talking to Mary. Gabriel was talking to Mary, the angel. And she says, how am I going to have this baby, Jesus? And I'm just a virgin. And, and Gabriel told her that the Holy Spirit will come on her and that she will be conceived uh, a, a child of God, the son of God. And so he was there to help even the whole bringing about Jesus. And in Romans 8, you know, after Jesus unfortunately died and crucified, fortunate for us, but unfortunate what he had to go through, it says that three days later, the Spirit brought him back alive. And, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is all throughout the Bible. He he leads uh, his disciples, got Jesus' disciples to find people that he wants to become Christians, which is everyone. And, and he leads them to Christ. And then once the, they become disciples of Jesus, that he lives in us, he lives in them, becomes a counselor, guide in so many different ways. So uh, today I want to talk about um, the spirit of peace, the God of peace. The Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 talks about his personality, his essence, his characterization. Being a law enforcement officer, you know, and I'm trying to help somebody find someone who's lost or someone they're looking for who did something, but I need a description. And God puts a description right here of the Holy Spirit. I'm only going to read a part of this. It says, but the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And when you think about that and, and you think about who God is, who his Holy Spirit is, he's, the emphasis is that he's love. He's chill. He's peace. He's, he's patience. He's all these things. Peace, the word peace in Hebrew is a shalom, which means, uh, tranquility, wholeness, wellness. This God is the God of, of, of peace, he comfort. Um, I'm going to pray right now as we go to our text. We're going to go in uh, Philippians chapter 4 uh, to start, and that's probably where we're going to be at most of the uh, time during scriptures. Uh, Father, we love you. We thank you. Uh, Jesus, we praise you for all you've done. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here to be with us. You love us. You, you're here to guide us, and we just appreciate your presence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, God says, and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And then this is really important when he says, when we put it into practice, he says, and the God of peace, Shalom, will be with you. And what's interesting about that is like, we read the Bible and we see that we're always with God, but he, we, he may not always be with us. At least the God of peace has not always been with me. I haven't allowed him to. But the Bible teaches us how to do this. Thinking about these things, I'm going to kind of go through them. Uh, not every one of them, but I'm going to kind of pair some together of thinking about the things that I think about when he says, uh, for one, think about what is true. And I look at Philippians and Philippians chapter two. Uh, do I believe God had spoke this and these are God's words true so this is God's truth according to his eyes how he wants me to be how he wants us to be in verse 1 he says therefore as I'm thinking about what's true from God therefore if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ I do if any comfort of his love if any common sharing in the spirit if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete we can make God's joy complete. How? By being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. Being very nature God did not, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or taken advantage of, but rather he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself even to obedience of death. And so my ideal about what is true, uh, how I should be with others, if they're cool with me, I'm cool with them. If they're good with me, I'm good with them. If they do me wrong, hey, watch out. I'm coming back at them. That's not true. That's not God's truth. Whatever's true, I need to think of that. He wants me to be like Christ and consider others better than myself. And this has to do with, you know, uh, my spouse, my children, and all of us, spouse, children, co-workers, uh, supervisors. I know a co-worker of mine about a week ago uh, he did something that really got under my skin. Uh, I was looking for some equipment. Uh, we go to check out our cars and equipment in the morning, law enforcement. And, you know, I went in and I was looking and it was nothing there that was kind of fresh or whatever. And I said, hey, what, what happened to this particular car? And he said, the coworker who was in line, he goes, hey, I don't know, it's somewhere. But later on, I found out that he actually had the keys. I was mad. And I said, hey, look, in front of everybody, I said, you lied. Don't say you have something. You don't have something when you have it. And so I started leaving out. And he goes, hey, let's talk. I go, no, I don't have anything to say to you, dude. I was just really mad. And then as I started going off during the day, I started thinking about, okay, what, I, I need to consider him uh, more important than me. I, I, I was hurt by what he said, but he was hurt by what I said. So a couple of hours later, I saw him and said, hey, let's go out and talk. So, you know, thank God he came out and talked. And I talked to him and I said, hey, look. I am so sorry the way I talk to you. And he goes to explain why he did. I said, no, 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 no. It doesn't even matter why you did it. I said, 
I was wrong. I am. I, I talk down to you in front of people. That is so wrong because I, I want to have that same compassion. I want to walk with the spirit. I want to have the same compassion that the spirit has, that Jesus has considering others better than myself. Um, he talks about thinking about what's noble and you think about noble. I don't know about you, you know, kings, queens, uh, delegates or whatever like that in the kind of world seems, seems to be like what the people look at noble. What does God consider noble? And in uh, Psalms uh, 16, verse 3 in the King James Version, God says, But the saints that are in the earth and the excellent in whom all my delight is. God considers the saints uh, to be noble. Um, He considers Christians, people who follow him, to be noble. And my brothers and sisters, I'll be honest with you. I didn't look in, at you as noble because I looked at you out of my own eyes. And, you know, when we, we got along good and we do things good and we have fun together, like, oh, you're, you're cool, you're the best, da da But when I felt hurt uh, by Christians, I'd go weeks, months, then later on it turned to years where I wouldn't even talk to because I, I don't think of you as God does. Now I'm starting to look at you as your father does, your creator does. And I see, man, you're made in the image of God. And he loves you. And he looks at you as noble. He calls you priests and, uh, and, and children of God. And I, the more I think like that, I can actually be connected with Shalom, the God of peace, as I'm thinking about the things that he said that God wants us to think about. Uh, and you as well. And he says, and I put these together, uh, God wants us to think about what is right, pure, and lovely. And we go back to Galatians 5 again, but the fruit of the Spirit is uh, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you go down in um, verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other, and so I think about that, and this whole this is pure, and this is this is uh, lovely, and this is right before God's eyes to be like this. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and who's a Christian as well, and a different part of um, our church in a different area in our church, uh, one of our churches, and he was telling me a pretty sad story. He's telling me how his child told him that he hates him, his teenage child, and I just sat there and I had compassion with him, and we talked for a while, and. You know, I'm like, you seem like the most chillest person I know. But, you know, the more he talks, he's very strong and disciplining verbally his his uh, child. And I started to share with him how uh, when my oldest daughter uh, had went through some things in school, how I, I became very conceited and I started putting her down. And, you know, you're not doing this right and you're not doing that right. And, you know, just seeming like I was justified, like, you know, just if I ain't never did anything myself, which I did. And I had to go tell her after a period of time, after I came to my senses and realized that God wants us to, you know, think about what's right. And uh, I had to, you know, say, hey, look, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Uh, I put you down and my child said, you know, hey, no, this is what I said. No, 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 me, 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 me. It's nothing you or your your siblings could ever do the amount to what I've done. Uh, I've been so conceited. Uh, when I was your age, I, not only did I smoke marijuana, I sold marijuana. I lied. I stole. There's a number of things I did that you guys could never, ever mount to. 
And it just brought about a peace, and we've been so close for the last, like, 15 years or whatever after that. I mean, so very close. And I told him about it. I said, you go back and talk to your son. And he actually went to talk to his son and came up with some good news the next day. He said, hey, man, my, my kid said that uh, he forgives, he, he, he's willing to forgive me and move forward. But he said, I can't be the same way that I was. And he goes, but well, he just doesn't understand. I said, how did you feel about that? He goes, he just don't understand what I do. The way I talk is out of love. And I said, no, uh, he told you two things when he said he he's willing to move forward and forgive you. He said, I love you. He cares about you. The other thing he said that I, we can't go any further in this way. So he was telling you in a sense that he hates your traditions. He sees you talking great to Christians and people you study the Bible with, but when you discipline him and that's harsh, he just hates that. And you got to be willing to move forward and, and, and get over that. And this is what the Bible teaches us. Uh, focus on what's right and pure and lovely. Everybody, I mean, me and my daughter, we have the same DNA. So I didn't like it when I was growing up and I heard different things, me being put down for some of the things I did. She doesn't. I said, you didn't like it when your parents talked to you a certain way. He doesn't like it either. God doesn't like it. We disturb the spirit. We're not connected with the spirit. It affects you and it affects your children and anyone else around. So going to be moving, going down to a landing in a minute. Um, but God tells us also, whatever is admirable, but think about that. What's admirable? Jesus coming down from heaven. He didn't have to. He created the world. He led the world. He he puts blood in us, oxygen keeps us living day and night. But because what we are, because we are sinful, because we turned away from God, I turned away from God, Jesus came down to earth. And I got to remember that is admirable. And he walked the earth and he was spit on, insulted, all that. Why? Because he loves us very much. Whatever is excellent. You know, Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, that God didn't only send his only begotten son to come down here and go through everything, but it says that God was in Christ. That's excellent. The excellent one was in Christ. And so as Christ is being insulted, he's being insulted. As, you know, he's telling about way, what God wants, which is him, God, when Jesus is explaining what God wants and people are insulting him, well, God is this, God is that. He's God, but he's just so humble and, and he's so excellent. And I got to remember that. And then uh, final part is uh, whatever's praiseworthy. And there's a number of things praiseworthy, but if you're a Christian, I mean, please, if you consider doing this or even thinking about this, put your hand over your heart right now. And if you're not uh, a baptized Christian and, you know, you want to be one and, you know, or just anyone, just put your hand over your heart right here. And praiseworthy, the Holy Spirit of God, who does not want sin in his presence whatsoever, has made a decision, if you're a Christian, to live inside of this flesh inside of here, inside of all of us. That's praiseworthy. Why did he do that? If you're not a Christian, you haven't followed him yet, he wants to live inside of you. That's praiseworthy. We think of these things and the spirit, we're, we're, we're connected with him. Not only are we with him, but he's with us. And in closing, the spirit wants to also remind us that 
this is a, a, a something that's going to bring us very close to him. And if we don't do it, it's something that takes us far away from him. He wants us to know, Jesus said, I came to give you life into the full, but the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. And in First uh, Timothy 4, this is directly from the Holy Spirit right here in verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And Satan is a counterfeit. When the garden, God said, don't don't touch this. I mean, don't eat this. And Satan says, go ahead, eat it. You'd be like God. He's opposite. So as the Spirit tells us, as God tells us about what to think about, what is true, you got to think if demons are teaching, they're trying to teach us to think about what is not true, what's true to our own self, our own beliefs, our own traditions. What is noble? God's children can't be noble. Look at them. Look how they harm you. Look how they're they're self-righteous, all these things. Uh, What's right according to the world? If you like her, if you like him, sleep with him, be with them. It's all cool. Got to understand whatever's lovely to your eyes, whatever's excellent, praiseworthy. That's not following God and God's ways. Spirit clearly says that in these later times that some abandon the faith and what's the faith? The faith is believing what God said was true. And in closing, uh, this mindset is so incredible to have, to be able to yoke and walk with and be with Christ and be with the Holy Spirit and be with God always. But not only is it really good and really a passionate relationship that we could have with the Spirit and have that calmness and enjoy that shalom, that that peace and serenity. Not like we're not going to have problems. Jesus said in this world, we will have problems, but he's overcome the world to take on his peace through the spirit. But the spirit also wants us to know that it's, it's, it's really a choice we have to make between two things, either walking with him or being dragged away from this type of lifestyle. We, If you're Christian, we signed up to be like Christ or we could be not like Christ and the spirit wants us to know that Satan and, and the demons do not want us to be like it says in the spirit says in first Timothy four, verse one, the spirit not only says, but it says the spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And you think about what are some of these things It's opposite of what God is teaching in love. It talks about, think about what is true. The, the demons and, and, and Satan wants us to think about what is not true, uh, wants to twist around God's ways. It's, you know, his people aren't noble. Psh, you know, his people lie. His people, you know, they, they won't even call you and, you know, the church, you, you understand this is bad. And he, they'll do all these things, but for a reason to drag us away from the faith that it's not what the people in the church do. It's what we do. It's not what they do. It's how we just love them like Christ loved them. Why? Because we are sinful. I am sinful. And Christ loved me and he put up with me. And man, if Christ and God and the Holy Spirit put up with me, who am I to judge you? Who are any of us to judge anybody? God loves us. God wants to be with us. Jesus loves us. He loves you. He wants to be with you in the Holy Spirit. He, he's written all these things because he wants to have a close relationship, a close walk, a conscious walk with each one of us. So uh, I love you. Uh, stay with the spirit. He is incredible. Amen. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.